This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. And we're back. May 7th was the last time we had a show for the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. This is TJ. And joining me tonight, I have the burned out co-hosts of US Fan TV, Chris and Pat, back together again because Google Hangouts doesn't want to work. So we're just going to talk some soccer on Skype tonight. Gentlemen, oh, it's completely Skype dead at this point. Yeah, it's, it's not like a don't want to work thing. It's Google has eliminated it. So... Uh, I don't know when you'll see us on the U.S. Fan TV YouTube show again. Maybe we'll come up with a solution that works. But for the time being, if you want to hear from us, this is it. And we may just end up switching the whole thing over to a podcast anyway. But yeah, maybe. And and I feel we'll like see. and I feel and I feel like everybody's retinas will be better for it. <laughs> yes, Although, but the one thing about the show that I will miss greatly if we never do it again is. You know, everybody's got a podcast. I like the live interaction. I like the the you know making fun of us and the hilarious jokes and the weirdos that would pop in and and you know you you would get you know a a religious freak or like a a, a, the person who thought that that Chris had never had sex with a woman or or any number of of crazy people. You you had anonymity who we still don't know who he is, but he's hilarious and well, it's because he's anonymous. That's true. He has he, that going for him. But you have zero nice. anonymity anymore. That's his actual name. So right. Uh, and then you know we had the Calabrese family. That both of them were really funny and 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 smart and and you know so many others. You know, mixed discarude, the real actual mixed discarude. <laughs> uh, we think. <laughs> watching from the K League. Yeah, it is. You know, it is as, it, as burnout as I was with U.S. Soccer. The actual show was very fun to do. It just sometimes I d- didn't feel like talking about the same crap that they would you know the poor management or poor play or whatever it may be or how great christian Pulisic was in the bundesliga you know and and i and i give you both credit i give you both a ton of credit um although chris versus and and i'm going to also as i forgot to add this chris versus technology i there was never enough humor to be had it was just an endless supply chris just kept every time he just kept delivering chris versus technology up oh, shows cancel night chris couldn't figure it out and Pat's gone, and Pat was on his contract dispute, but I felt like you guys both deserve a medal. And the reason I say this is because there was a that whole 2018 and the first half up until the Gold Cup, you guys kept interest. You showed, and maybe it was just playing the part, maybe playing a character, but you showed interest in the U.S. national team when most people really could have given two craps, and you kept the show going through all that. And now that now that we've kind of gotten the first taste of games that matter again, and we're back in that lull of just friendlies, but now it's burnout. I mean, and thought maybe the summer would recharge batteries and get us going again. Had the Women's World Cup, the Gold Cup. That, that was, was fun. Yeah, that was very fun. Women's World, the Gold Cup, which wasn't as bad as we thought. And here we are. Was. Huh? The end was. You know, the, the end was what, what it was. I We could rehash that if we wanted to, but I know you guys don't. I'll just sum it up as I thought it was 
about how it should have played out, to be honest. Just fair. I don't know how else to go beyond that. So, anyway, May 7th, the last show we did, I've been gone doing military right and left. Chris, what have you been up to? Pat, what have you been up to since then? Uh, uh, Chris, you go ahead and share your... I, I was going to say, I don't have a ton to say. Like uh, People around me have gone on vacations, but because I'm headed on vacation in a month, um, I have not done anything really this summer. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I realized as I started to answer that, I'm like, I should be the one going last. Yeah, perhaps. But you know what? We went in alphabetical order, so you went first. That's we'll we'll go with that. So, and Pat, what about you? Did you do anything? I did. I, I had a good summer. I uh, went to Los Angeles with my my older son. We saw Arsenal and Bayern Munich play at the uh, Galaxy Stadium. Got some. Went to the training session the day before. He got a bunch of autographs and pictures and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. I met Gunnar Soros. I can't tell you how excited I was to meet Gunnar Soros. So what, which one? Greatest you, what, mascot. Is he better than Gritty? Gunnar Soros is better oh, than everybody. God. Gritty is an, is an insane meth head. Uh, <laughs> he might be an insane meth head, but he's awesome. There's well, he's awesome in that regard, Gritty. yes. But Gunnar Soros is a dignified prehistoric hero. So uh, that was exciting to meet him. Uh, then we went on a full family vacation like two weeks later, later to Niagara Falls. And we thought it was going to be a soccer-free vacation, but we ran into a Guatemalan pro team. They're now my Guatemalan pro team, I'll have you know. They're the champions of Guatemala, Antigua G- GFC. They were there for a CONCACAF League game against uh, the team in Hamilton, Ontario, that I don't remember their name right now. Uh, Just like Pat to pick a front runner. They're my t- <laughs> well, so my, my son's, decided to get involved in a game, like a kick around with them where they were trying to meg each other. And the team got video of that. The PR guy made like a movie about it and put it up on their Instagram. So it was pretty cool. So that's why they were nice and cool. And uh, I learned the guy that they, the main guy that they played with uh, was at FC Cincy last year and is actually a Canadian Guatemalan. My favorite kind of Guatemalan is a Canadian Guatemalan. Um, so, uh, so yeah, was it Forge FC? Was that the team? That's the team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't think of it, but yes, that was the team. And I think Forge beat them, but in, at least in the first leg. Um, but yeah, that was, so that was like a, one of those unexpected cool moments that popped up. Um, also this summer, and I'm going to give you two segue opportunities here, TJ. So take advantage of one of these. Uh, I've enjoyed the Arsenal off season quite a bit. And, TJ, I went to my first uh, women's soccer game. Went to a Red Stars game. So you could take one of those two and run with it. Well, and you tell me which way you want to go first. Because both of them are prominent parts of the show. Because I do want to talk a bit about the Red Stars. And like you, well, it's not my first. We went to one last season when they did the doubleheader with Portland. Right. Um, um, And then this year we went and saw... We went and saw um, Sky Blue. I took the two, the, my two older kids to go see the Red Stars and bought myself a Sam Kerr jersey, bought my daughter a Sam Kerr jersey. And yeah. Um, I've heard your it Sam wasn't Kerr near, jersey is a bit uh, nipply. It is a little bit. Um, it is. It's Nike sizing. Of course, I forgot to go one size up. So 
it really doesn't fit yet. So I guess that means I'm getting a little pudgy and need to work on that. So that's, but yet I digress. Um, the game I went to though had three, maybe 4,000. The one you went to had 17,000. I was away for training on that. Yes. How, how was that atmosphere? I mean, I, I would imagine it would have been a blast. I mean, I don't even know what that's like from a fire perspective this season. So yeah, it was the biggest crowd I've that. been to in Bridgeview this year. So, uh, there's that. I mean, I, they did, it was heavily subsidized. They, at the, uh, at the watch party for the U S women, the red stars were, their ticket staff was out there basically giving out a free pair of tickets to anybody who wanted one. Um, they were, I I appreciated the hustle. They were working hard to try to fill that place and make it look cool. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a subsidized sellout crowd. Um, but it was cool that so many people took them up on the offer. You know, we got our two free tickets and then bought two others. They were incredibly cheap. And, you know, it was, it was a great way to capitalize on the excitement of the, the U S women winning the world cup and get a bunch of people in the door that may want to continue with it. And I think it, from our family's perspective, it worked. My wife is now a fan of the team and wants to go back and we are going back, uh, when Orlando comes to town and, uh, it was fun. It was, it was a fun game in, 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 in a place, in a stadium where I've gotten so used to, feeling sad at the end of games because the fire have blown another one it was actually nice to walk away with a win so um yeah it was it was fun and 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 we'll be back and and can't say i disagree even though the when i was there like i said it was a smaller game they lost to red star uh sky blue i guess um and the U.S. women weren't there because I think that was the night before the World Women's World right. Cup final. Right, so still during the World Cup, yeah. But Sam, I mean, Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr was, was there. Back they, because Australia was out, yeah. Correct, and the people there, they remind me of hockey fans. They're very, very into the game, and they're going to let you know they're into the game. And if you're not into it, they would, you know, if you start mocking them, they might just throw down and start a fight. I think you saw the diehards, obviously. If you and were I still, did. if you're going to a game where the World Cup stars are away, you know. And I, I saw the opposite. I saw the here's a bunch of new potential fans game. So I think you got more of the core Red Stars experience, and and I got one that was kind of a one-off fun thing. So you know, we'll see what the crowds look like going forward. But I, I hope they. I don't think you're going to see seventeen thousand, but I think you might see more than three or four now. So. Chris, yeah, I wouldn't, expect, like, I wouldn't expect to stay that stay that high, but um, may, maybe will um, result in a boost for the rest of the season. No, what what I was going to say was like in your uh, hockey analogy, I, I think it's fair because really, aside from like I don't know when your team's like say when your team wins the Stanley Cup and suddenly tickets become incredibly ridiculously expensive there yeah there's a bit of we were here first yeah like i knew the band before they were famous yeah there aren't a ton of people who go to hockey games it's one of the reasons like uh for for, i I don't know years decades i've said the closest you can get to like a european soccer crowd experience you want atmosphere is go to like a college hockey game because nobody goes to those games. I mean, aside from like the teams that are, let's say, winning championships, 
in their like championship seasons, maybe like BC, BU or something. But um, there are very few teams where just random people go to these games. It tends to be the same crowd, the same people who sit in the same seats and do the same thing every game. And it becomes, it, it, it's a unique experience because like you only get kind of diehards in a sense. So you, you only get people who really care. But, you know, and then it goes back to the whole premise. And, Pat, you were, you kind of spoke upon it that you got a whole bunch of people in the door for the first time. Mm-hmm. How many of them come back again? I mean, um, well, it's like a drug I, dealer, you know, you, you just need some of them to get hooked and then you're sure if you get doing right. Sure. And I feel like and I give and I give the Red Stars a ton of credit that they are capitalizing on it. They are with the women's what the Women's World Cup team or the U.S. women's team has a game at Soldier Field and they decided if you want a presale, you if you put your deposit down for season ticket next year, you get the presale. As a fire season ticket holder, I got the same presale opportunity, so I now have two of them because, as I posted on Twitter the other day, we, I, we decided we're going to get Red Stars tickets from next year. So I got my two tickets, and we'll be going to Red Stars games next year because, well, we'll say, we'll use this as a segue. The fire moved to Soldier Field. I know it's not a new topic, but it is one I kind of like to talk to both of you about because you've both been fire fans for a long time. And Pat, you kind of run into the same problem I do. Living in this area, we're sub- we live in the suburbs. Soldier Field isn't an advantage for us. I liked Bridgeview, and I didn't understand the move. So I kind of wanted to hear what you got your guys' take. I think this is a terrible decision. I, I really, really do. And you, you flip on the TV tonight. You got the Bears preseason home opener. So from August through November, you're going to have football lines. You're going to have a field that looks like garbage because the park district doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Unless they're going to switch to the to field turf or something like that, this field is going to be junk. We thought Bridgeview was bad a couple of years ago. This is going to be Bridgeview on steroids in terms of how bad the field is going to be. But, hey, we're back in the city. That's where they wanted to be. I can't explain it. Somebody explain it to me because I really don't understand. The, pro- the problem isn't Bridgeview. The problem is the team has not been good for years. People aren't going to go to Bridgeview when they're ba- when they're good. They showed up. They showed that two years ago with um, when they had the game against Toronto with Schweinsteiger, and they had to add extra seats to to the south end of the field, you know. And that was a good game. And I just, somebody explain it to me because I'm an, I you know I'm I'm at a loss on this one. So what's the logic behind this one? Do, I don't do you- think Bridgeview's ideal, but you're exactly right that Bridgeview's not the problem. It, it like and. If the team was well run and and well, you know, if it's if it felt like the management of the team cared about the team and things were going well, and and te- the, uh, bottom line, if the team was winning, the place fills up. And it, it it's you know it's tough for beginning of the season cold weather games and stuff like that. But um, you might you might get more. You will probably get more people at Soldier Field, but even if you get 5,000 more, it's still going to look really bad because it's, it's empty. So I, I, you know, selfishly, I, I didn't really want to see them move, but I also felt like the club was, was dead. Like people don't know about them. They, they're not, you know, I've, I've been to cities, I've been to Toronto and, and Portland where, you know, the, the Seattle, where, where the teams are, feel like they're on par with the other big sports teams in the town. And, and here with the fire, I have friends, you know, neighbors whose kids play soccer and they don't even know that the fire exists. So, as which, we've been over, they couldn't even keep their own 
brand yeah, when they, NBC created a show with their own name. You know, it, it, they're in an SEO battle for their own name, obviously. Which, and they're gonna—that's the—that's the excuse they're gonna use for changing the team name. But and and they're gonna try to do what you know, Sporting KC did or something like that, which worked. But um, they also got a new stadium at the same time. It's for me. It's it's you know, MLS has the same issue with MLS. There's a more famous MLS in this country than Major League Soccer. The the real estate listing people. So. It's if you're good, you can get around these things, and and I think that the you know the fire name and crest is is the best in in MLS for me, but I think that that's gone now. I, I I'm positive they're going to do something different, and I I kind of feel like if they're going to do something different, they have to do it completely different, and not just partially different, like they might be thinking. I don't know, but it's. Will I go? I don't think I'll. I will go to as many games as I've been to this year but that could change pretty quickly if they actually put a winning product on the field like you said tj that toronto game two years ago or the orlando game that summer too when kaka was there against schweinsteiger it was full and it was fun and that's not that long ago so um it's possible if they put something out there that 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 chicago would want to support but right now it's it's diehard soccer fans and that's about it. How about I mean, and Chris, you Chris, you live north of the Cheddar Curtain. What what? I mean, is it going to change your your viewing habits? Are you going to come down more I mean, frequently I because suppose, it's easier for you? I, I suppose it makes it easier to get to a game for me. Uh, there is always the downside of every game at Soldier Field. Parking is like a set. <laughs> triple the price of bears parking and i know that's not exactly true but i i i'm exaggerating to just to kind of make a point um they, they can't do that they they'll if they do the 50 dollars parking bullshit that you, they do for you other really events think they can't okay I, the can't, part that sets that, <laughs> they they can't they will I predict, but they can't. It would be a very, that, very yeah. That's, no, that, 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 that's 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 at the point where you're like, no, I'm not paying fifty dollars for parking. So <laughs> now I've got to take Metra, and then walk over and take the Red Line South, and then walk over, and it's it becomes a, enough of a production if you're coming from the suburbs where you don't want to go anymore. Now, if you're coming from the north side of the city where getting to Bridgeview would take you two hours sometimes, maybe this is better. This is definitely better, and I think that's what they're banking on. They want all those. And it, it's probably twenty somethings living the, on the north side. It, yeah, I was going to say that, and kind of in keeping with that, it's better for the people who like you know ride the uh, shuttle from the globe. I'm sure. I mean, and, and the that those are all that's valid. I, I won't say that, but I, and I'm going to go back to you know, and Pat, you and I, we we live out in the suburbs, but I feel like we're the ones that are currently spending the money to go to games. We have the kids that we take to these games. And the twenty-something Northsiders, they're going to go. They're going to go in the Section Eight, which good for them, or or sector, or sector Latino, or whatever. What are they? One thirty-seven now, whatever they call them. And good for them. I, I, that's great. But they're not the ones that are spending money hand over fist at the game. They're not the ones necessarily buying the new shirt every year because their kid needs it or wants it, and so on and so forth. So I wonder if it's going to be overall a net positive in that sense. I'm guessing they'll have a, a tick, an uptick at the beginning of the year, but if the team isn't good, eight thousand. Honestly, I I don't, 
I don't like it selfishly, but if it gave us a true professional soccer team in the city that felt like a to to use their you know their league name a major league operation and not some third rate. Well, it just felt like what the fire used to feel like. Exactly. It, it, it's, it, you know, it, which it, the best memories I have of the fire are the Blanco years in, in Bridgeview. So yeah. it doesn't, that was, wasn't the soldier field. It was in Bridgeview, but um, it, it's, I, I just want to have a team that is exciting again, like that, that people know what it is. And it's just like, it's, it's like liking this incredibly fringe thing right now. And, and in, in a city this large, it seems ridiculous that, you know, LA has two teams that are doing well. And Atlanta has a team that's doing incredibly well, Portland and Seattle and Toronto. And, and you look around the league, lots of places are doing well. Also lots of places struggling. They tend to be places like this one, but um, I want what they have. I want, you know, a, a fun and crazy environment to go see for a game. I just don't, it's not, you know, like we talk about, I think the, the, the biggest selling point for, for the Premier League or the Bundesliga on TV is, is not the game. The quality of the game is really good, but I think for a lot of people, it's the atmosphere. They see what's going on around the, around it and the noise and the, the cheering and the singing. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want that here and not just, you know, one end singing Spanish songs and the other end trying to fight racism and whatever other social justice causes they want to fight that week. It's I want soccer songs and, and, you know, player songs. And and honestly, the red stars have that. They have songs about the players and, and, and the, the, the diehards and and their, um, is it local 134, their cheering section? Seemed more engaged and more involved in the actual soccer part of things than Section Eight has lately. So, um, it, it, I, I want something bigger and better. And if it has to change the name of the team, and I, I hope it works. I hope they're right and we're wrong. But when Chicago gets involved and parking's going to be sixty dollars, and and you know it, it, the field is crap and you're not attracting free agents because the stadium's half empty and the field's garbage and they think they're going to get hurt. It, it might just end up being more of the same. I hope I'm wrong, though. But when you look at the track record of MLS, you tend to think, yeah, I could do this better than they can. And, and that's exactly it, Chris. Is they, they they think they know exactly. Wow, and I agreed with you, and that really pains <laughs> me. But at the same time, you're, you're right. They think they know more. It, look at the reaction of those that do still care. They're vehemently against this. I, I hit you see one or two, like, I guess that can work, which is kind of what you're saying, Pat. And it's, but by and large, it's like, what are you doing? It, what, and um, I saw on Twitter today, it was um, from Mike Seaver. He was talking, and not, and not Kirk Cameron, Mike Seaver, but Mike Seaver, the lawyer. It was, he was going through the last time teams changed names in Chicago. The, the Black Hawks became the Black Hawks in 1986. Right. And then the one before that would be the Bears, right? I believe when they, when they went they from the Staley's to the Bears. Yeah, it doesn't happen here. And it shouldn't happen here. And I think the fire, the name, the fire, it 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 does resonate with, this, with the city. I get it. You have a Dick Wolf TV show. But the city that, and that yeah. event, it matters. <clears throat> It's it, it, 
like my problem with that is that's the team's fault. They didn't do anything to defend their brand. They screwed that up. You can't tell me that these same people and I don't give a shit if they changed ownership. It's the same people because the league still gets involved in all of that. If they screwed this up once, they're going to screw it up again because they're no smarter. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Great. Create a new brand. So what? In the end, like a new, in the end, it doesn't matter where this team plays. It's going to be the product on the field and they're not doing anything to revamp that product. That's what they need to change. Revamp the product. Suddenly the brand will increase in value. And you know what? Maybe if you talk to NBC and you said, Hey, we could do some uh, cross promotional stuff here. You got to visit our team or whatever. There are ways to work within the framework that that you have. I don't know if the Dick Wolf audience overlaps at all with the MLS. You know what? It doesn't matter. Maybe I, 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 I understand the argument, but all you need is a few. You know, you could get five people, I'm sure, you know, it, it doesn't take much. But if nothing else, you're tying your brand to something that's getting all this extra promotion, which should help them. Um, uh, I, I, I had another point, but now I forgot what it was. I, uh, I, I guess I, I'm just. I, I feel I feel like rebranding efforts are usually done when you have another step ready. Like a stadium or something, see, yeah. And, and, and that's yeah. what I was getting. Stadiums specifically. You think back to, I mean, and I'm going to go, I, you know, I like to change sports, but it still fits the context of the Brewers when they went to the Notre Dame Gold and the Miller M, did it right before they moved into Miller Park. You look at Sporting Kansas City, they rebranded just before they moved into, what is it, Children's Mercy Park, Livestrong Stadium, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they're calling Drink it. Drinkstrong, yes. Yes, um, but usually you do a rebrand when you have another step in mind. I think a rebrand, if you're going to rebrand the fire, you got to at least have an announcement. Oh, of, you've got to tie it to something. Correct. It, it can't be. It can't uh, be just hey, here's the same team. We're going to call them something else. I but, have a strong feeling they're putting all their eggs in the Chicharito or Robert Lewandowski basket, or getting getting either a Polish or Mexican star and. Honestly, I think those are the only two guys that might be able to to sell a bunch of tickets. And even then, I don't think they're getting either one. So, especially Lewandowski. So it. Well, and it, then the question is, how long does that matter? I mean, how long does that happen? And I wasn't here with when Blanco was with the fire. How long did they get a bump? I got it. I get it. One or two games. Right. No, it was the whole time Blanco oh, was here. Yeah. But Blanco's a fucking god in Mexico, and I I don't think a lot of. L tree fans love Chicharito the way they loved Blanco. Like Blanco's the man. And and after watching him play, it was amazing well, this, this, when Blanco was the here. The other thing the other thing I was gonna say is Blanco had um had personality. Like Chicharito, I don't feel like he has a personality. He's kind of boring. That, you know what? I don't I, he, he just you're sort not of smiles. Wrong, Chris, you're not that, wrong. That's it. You're not wrong. Blanco Blanco had personality, and so I had to come around. You know, I was like, I don't want Blanco playing on my team, but I came around because he was he was cool and he was fun. Because like, you know, not only did he did he like, you know, show for them on on the field, but 
he also had a way of like I don't know, like putting some some flash or some pizzazz in there that kind of what you're seeing now was Latan, right? Kind of what yeah. you're seeing exactly, was Latan now. Exactly. Yeah. And which I'm going to use as a good segment because um or even a little bit with Carlos Five if we're talking about you know Mexican stars. There's a big name that could have worked, but didn't end up mm-hmm. here. Well, I mean, Chris gets the Carlos Five reference, but <laughs> Carlos well, the Fifth. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Um, I mean, then there's always Marquez, but wait, he can't come into this country without getting arrested. So there, there's that. Well, Marquez would punch. I would out. never ever go to a game. <laughs> no, I, I would. I would. Um, I'd switch teams. Oh, no, and I only said that because I wanted to hear Chris's reaction. Anytime you can mention Marquez, you're going to get a Chris reaction, and that's all I was going for with that. It's kind of like, you know, when you watch wrestling, Mick Foley says the name of the town, everybody cheers, so that kind of thing. So, But I do want to segue. You know, we talk, like I said, um, you had, you had um, Blanco, had the personality, had the swagger, and could still play, getting up there in age, but still could play at a pretty high level. Brings me to one... The Zlatan, the deity himself. Today comes out and says, basically, guys don't have to try because the regular season doesn't matter and he thinks the playoffs are shit. You know, I I, I watch a lot of sports, and I know you guys too, do too, and I feel like playoffs are, obviously, they're big in the United States in every sport. They've even added them in college football, you know, and they always hear the talk about expanding them in college football. You don't ever hear about them contracting. Baseball just expanded theirs. And you're seeing more and more of that as you go around. But Zlatan says players don't have to try. They can. The regular season doesn't matter. You just have to get in the playoffs. There is an element of truth to it. But at the yeah, same time, I, at the same, like at the same time, I feel yeah. like it's short-sighted. Well, I mean, it on one hand... I think the- it's, I like the playoff format better this year because it's it's one and done. It's not doing these two-legged things where it's over an international break and you kill all your momentum. And I, I, I like how quick the playoffs are going to be this year, and I think that could make it interesting. But on the other hand, he's right. Too many teams get in, and it does I, yeah, kind of reward. My point. The fire could sneak in. They have, if they go like, and they they don't, you know, they don't deserve being anywhere near it, you, but they could. You shouldn't so. be. You shouldn't be like a middle of the pack team and still be in the playoffs. But those are the ones, you know, I hate to say it. Those are the ones you remember, though. And I, and I, oh, sure. again, sure. I mean, I, you know, as, you know, as, hey, hey, what was, a, what was the Packers? Chris, I'm going to ask you, what was the seed the Packers were the last time they won the Super Bowl? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I understand. I guess my, my point was not necessarily that, that you're a, a middle of the pack team so much as, well, I, I guess I was looking at it as like a middle of the entire league team, because when you know, nearly two thirds of the league gets into the playoffs, well then what's the point? The point is you better be playing well at the right, at the time it matters. The point is you, you know, it's, it's you one gotta, thing to you, be a six seed. It's another thing to be a, a nine yeah, I mean, if you, look at last season's Premier League. If if you had a final between Liverpool and Man City, I think most fans would have thought that would be pretty awesome. But if 
Everton snuck into that final instead of Liverpool or Man City, I think I feel like a lot of people would have felt like so, robbed. Like it, that's not how do, how, do you, how do you sneak in? Well, you have to win the games that are put in front of you. You know, every player goes oh, into those playoff games knowing exactly what the consequences are. They know what the stakes right, are. But you're an injury you don't, you don't or something. Sneak you're, you're an injury away from losing a, a one-off game, and it, it kind of takes away what, what you've done all season. So, okay, say, you're an injury, an injury in the regular and a player in, in a salary cap play in a one-off game because uh, he's not uh, his his people aren't welcome in the country in which the one-off game. Yeah, goes. or you know, your goalkeeper could get a terrible red card, and you could end up losing a an important <laughs> one-off game. So, I mean, but, it's. But, I, yeah, you're, I, I get it. You're going to go to Arsenal. We'll get, we'll get to Arsenal in a minute. You guys can just hold your water. <laughs> I get it. You guys are excited about Arsenal. They actually spent some money. They actually Good evening. They got their jerseys right this year. We'll get to Arsenal. We'll get there. And I'll let you guys. Oh, God, I love the jerseys. All of them are awesome. Yeah. So, but it's a one-off game, but you still, everybody knows the consequences. You, you sit there and you say an injury can ruin it, but you know what? An injury in the middle of the regular season can ruin it. My, um, I, I, what was I, it? It was the final the, when Portland won in Columbus. They were the only reason why Columbus hosted is because they had a better yeah. goal differential. I mean, the regular season still matters. You, there are places you don't want to go, you want to host. You got to win the games at all of them. Yeah, you can coast in and go on the road. If you're good, you're going to, you get hot at the right time, you can do it. I don't think it necessarily detracts sit there and say, well, it's easier to get in the play. It, it is easier. But now you're talking the creme de la creme. You don't have the Cincinnati's anymore. You don't have the fire. You don't have teams like that. Oh, that I, no, I'm not completely. San Jose. You don't have roadkill anymore. You I'm not arguing against you completely. I'm not Stephen A. Smithing you here. I'm just, <laughs> I, I feel like there's a balance, right? Like the NFL gets the playoffs right with 12 teams out of the 30. I think that's a great number. And if. I, I, I kind of wish that's what MLS was doing, but if it's, it's if it's doing fourteen out of twenty four, or how many? Twenty four to twenty six. I what can't we, remember now. I know. Are we going to twenty eight? Are we at twenty eight? I could count. I'm not going to do it. You know what? I, I lose track of it because there's always a fight on Twitter and Twitter anytime you hear those names. So I, I I've just lost count. <laughs> there's X number of teams. So right now it's over half the league, correct? Yeah. 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 Which it, oh, which by the way, it is in hockey. Yeah. 16 of what, 31? Guess, yeah. yeah, and in the NBA, yeah. 16, well, no, <laughs> NBA 16 of 32? Or is it 30? It's uh, right around there. It's about half the league. And you you watch the, and the NBA playoffs are probably more than any of them. The first round usually sucks because that, the the top teams are just better. And the the bottom team. Yeah, the NBA more. finals usually ends up the way you expect it to. Hockey could be anything. It's just the, the difference in the sport. And it's kind of like. You, you so, could honestly, be soccer could end up being anything too. Second, and then you can be hoisting the Stanley Cup six months later. It, it's that? it's true because it's hockey. Like and and, then, and soccer and is the same way. It's a low scoring game. Of us on this call could be in St. Louis at the uh, Stanley Cup parade. I mean, I, I'm just saying this could happen. But could have happened. The problem is with that that you had to go to St. Louis <laughs> with all the despair. There's I think no generally people I saw. Happy. Not that day. No, and you know what? And as much as I usually will disparage St. Louis every chance I can get in terms of the Blues, especially, you know, with the Blackhawks and then the Cardinals, just because, well, the Cardinals, if they disappeared off the planet, I'd be good with it. 
I got to say, if there was a team less likable than the Blues, it might be the Bruins, and that, therefore I really wasn't sad to see them lose either. No, I was actually, I, I am, I I mean, am that's a, like, I mean, a it's, hater it's, of St. Louis, but I actually supported like, them in the final because like fuck off. Like it's kind of like you're stuck cheering for either cancer or AIDS. There's really not a good outcome out of it, but somebody's got to win in that case. So, I don't well, know. In that case, I'm pro whichever one won. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that I've completely destroyed that topic, let's move on. Um, so I, I started to hint at it. We've talked about Gunnersaurus and Pat's love of Gunnersaurus. So I love him so much. I'm going to Arsenal. They did something. And I oh, they did a back, lot. If we go back they in our did, show, if we go back in our show's they archive. They did a madness. They did a madness. Years, been if hearing we, for years. There's going to be a madness this summer. Never happened. Never happened. Never happens. Never happens. This summer, holy shit, did it happen. And if we go back in the archive, I want to go back to this. They passed on fucking Coutinho. Yeah. Like, it got to the point where they, yeah, we we got Pepe. Like, Zaha was, they were dicking around with that. They're like, okay, we're going to go get Nicola Pepe. One of the most sought after people in fucking Europe. Done. Like, that was, that was incredible. We got Sideshow Bob. We got Kieran Tierney. (laughs) We got a second sideshow. We got two yeah, sideshow Bobs on our team now. We got, we, yeah, him, I mean, we got Kieran Tierney, probably say, what the the most sought after uh, uh, left back in in England. Not already playing for Liverpool, maybe <laughs> most sought after uh, uh, fullback. He's definitely one of them. Yeah, he, for he's, Liverpool basically. So I'm just wondering, what are they going to do? They're going to be, are they going to be okay to play with ten? Because between Socrates and uh and Louis, you got your red card waiting to happen every game. Well, we did last year too with, with Socrates and, and Granit Xhaka on the field. There's there was always that possibility, but um, I, I think this the is idea, a possibility. It's you're getting more to probability with now. Maybe I don't know that it's any worse. It, I, yeah, to to me, I don't know that it's gotten like I, I just see. The reason I was on board with the uh, uh, David Louise signing was he's Die a Bart. Hardly ever sick at sea. To me, it's all a stopgap. Like, I was hoping we would get uh, one, like, maybe solid for the future uh, defender beyond like William Saliba. I'm saying like somebody, which was a solid for the future defender for sure. But what, what, what I meant was like somebody who can play now and then also probably partner with Saliba in a year or two. Like Um, the guy from Leipzig. Exactly. Uh, Now the thing with that is Rob holding looks like he might turn into the real deal until he got hurt last year. He probably was our best defender. So maybe we have some confidence that we have the defender of the future who's going to partner with Saliba. And, and so then I can understand why why maybe we didn't go all in on um on a on a on a big defender. That's you know, when, defender. I, I got to ask wanted, you, Chris. Though when they wanted fifty to eighty million euros for for a defender, thanks a lot, United. You dick. Harry Maguire. Chris, but Chris, I got to ask you, being the best defender in Arsenal, isn't that kind of like being the tallest midget? Well, you know what? Koscielny for years was an excellent defender. 
he ha- may have had like a few weak spots because he wasn't like the greatest defender in the world, but he was an excellent defender. He was one of the better ones in in the Premier League. Yeah, Murdersacker was, was good in his day. He would gotten old and he got injured and he, he just wasn't recovering. So let me let me let me just I, we'll, I we'll like just push we'll push that to the last couple of years because of, of what because of what he did, but. So we'll say over the last couple of years, best Arsenal defender is still like the tallest midget over the last couple of years. But <laughs> I mean, so, Koscielny was an injury away from being a, a World Cup winning defender. So I don't yeah. think no, Koscielny is a good defender. It, it's it's the the problem with Arsenal is not the you know the top one or two have have been consistently pretty good. It's the depth there. It's and that there's been no depth. And then there's somebody got injured. Always and always an injury. Yeah. Always. So. You know, it. Hopefully, they can add some depth there and, and figure out why Arsenal players get these muscle injuries more than than other teams do, and, and get that issue solved. But yeah, it's it. We we also have Skordran Mustafi, who is comically terrible right now. So um, <laughs> it's not completely fixed, and I, I don't think David Luiz is is a world beater anymore, but I think the one thing that I am pretty excited about is... I don't even know if he's is, necessarily better than Mustafi. However... I think he's serviceable think, and smart and can pass like a maniac, so... I, 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 that's that's kind of my thing. Like, right now, I don't know that you need anyone better than Mustafi, even. You just need to not be Mustafi, because right. I think... There's a mental issue that, there. It's like... Exactly. Yeah. Like, he, he's never... He, he could be the best player on the field... The fans will still hate him. I think he senses that, and I think it hurts his game further. So I think it's it's sort of just a a, a downward spiral. I think it, it would be best for him to go somewhere else, and and maybe he gets, maybe he becomes the best defender at, at this next place, and and suddenly it's like, oh, why do we let him go? Yeah, I, it's I it's just exactly a thing that's not working that, here. But, you know what's insane? When I was in Los Angeles, I went to an Arsenal fan event. I, Chris, you know this, and. This is the day after the game against the Rapids where I don't remember what it was, but Mustafi did something stupid again. And they trotted him out at the fan event as one of like the seven players they brought out to like hang out with the fans. And I'm like, everybody was like, you know, Max Bratos had to do these like, you know, here he is, your defender, Skordron Mustafi. And everybody's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too you small can't, it's too you small of a room to be a dick. I got to cheer. <laughs> my, so, my so you're saying the reaction, for... so Pat, you're saying the reaction was tepid at best. It was, it was a forced cheer, and he, and he was dressed <laughs> as Walter Sobchak from the Big Lebowski. So I'll give him that. Okay. That was cool, <laughs> but, um, but it was like, well, do you not see that? And this is before any of the signings, but I think. Martinelli was signed at that point. So, cause yeah, he was there. I saw yeah, him there, yeah, but, he was, yeah. um, but so we didn't know there was going to be madness. We were still protesting. We cared to you, whatever we were, everybody was kind of ticked at Arsenal at that point, especially at Mustafi. And they were, they chose to bring him out. I'm like, God damn, that shows no insight into what people would think. You know, he's the guy you tell to go hang out at the pool. And, and <laughs> so over, and, and I, cause I don't follow Arsenal like you, like you two, chuckleheads do um did they actually spend money this year or did they just replace what they were no they go 
I, they ended up with the with the sale of Alex Awobi. They ended up coming in at right about what the reported forty five yeah, million total, pound budget total was. Set, uh, total outlay of like forty four million or something. Yeah, it but um, they did such a good job with it that it it was it felt like they splashed a bunch of cash. And I think they're in a position now where they can in January. So that's my hope. Like, yeah, the, the problem the last two years, cause I, I think, I think we probably would have won Europa league two years ago. Um, if, uh, if we'd made investments in January, I think this, I think the team was just worn out by the time. Uh, it, it, April same came last season and, with the and, final and five May, Premier league games. <clears throat> And I, I think basically, yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing. I think basically it happened at the end of last season. And like, I honestly think we probably would have, at least we would have had a chance, but I think we probably would have won Europa League this year if either Ramsey hadn't gotten hurt or at least if um, uh, Mkhitaryan could have played. I Maybe, think or if they had signed a defender guys, in January. Well, yeah. Um, you know, the problem just becomes... With the injuries, too, we've ended up too light on players. Guys get overworked. Koscielny, part of the reason I think maybe he was angry and, and forced his way out this summer uh, was that he was clearly getting overplayed last year. And when, he blames Arsenal for them, him missing the World Cup. I, he is now not a World Cup winner, and he thinks Arsenal is at fault for that, for overplaying him, and he's probably right. I, so. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I if I buy that one exactly, but I mean, there's, there, I, I can certainly see the argument and I do agree that, you know, coming back from injury, we forced him back, I think too early and forced him to play too much while he was still recovering. So I get where he has some probably valid anger at the team. I, I think um, it, it's very realistic to think that had they signed one serviceable defender last January, they could have taken one more point off their last five Premier League games, yeah. and that yeah. would have put them in the Champions League. Yep. So, like, think of the if you had spent, and then maybe we have the team we bought this summer. So plus you're, you're we get to say Obamakeno or or somebody like that. You're talking about Arsenal and spending money, really? Like, the, yeah. You but if, if you're looking at the big picture, I, right? This you spend might be a, little, a whole new world. I don't there, know. There's literally an example where you had two cracks at Champions League that you two really close cracks at Champions League, the Europa League final and finishing fifth, where and they were solidly in the so top four with so five games to go. Oh, they, yeah. it, it's if you had spent a tiny bit of money, you would have gotten a lot, a big return I, on your investment. Yeah. So, I get it. I get it. Probably, this is probably would have had St. Todd's. Guys, yeah. guys, I get it. I, I get it. You guys are – it's like Christmas morning for you guys because Arsenal has a chance to be good. You're, stock, you're still talking about Stan Montgomery Burns Cronky. Yeah, that's I mean he's, he's a piece I, of shit. Well, I, I, he, he's not going to spend it, and that's ultimately. But um, so let's kind of let's kind of bring this one – move this one forward a little bit. Nope. Top two, not an option. They're not that good. Not sorry. I don't think I don't. Not think without a major. Without without yeah. major injuries, they're not top yeah. two. Anything could obviously. Leicester won the Premier League. Obviously, anything could happen. But no, I the I think top the top two, two are I still the top two. Still, I, feel I like, think they're heads and shoulders. I yeah. feel like City got better, uh, at least a little bit. Um, Liverpool didn't. Liverpool stay didn't. Same didn't Liverpool didn't really do anything. So. 
Um, there's there's not much to say there, but uh, they at least have a lot of talent, a lot of promise, and um, a very good team that they can work with. So you know, there's there's something to be said there. I but, was going to say, um, I, I felt like with City, City needed to add depth because they're going to be playing on three or four fronts. I mean, they got the their, yeah. the domestic cups, they got the Premier League, and they got Euro- Europe. Well, and my guess is that they're going to go pretty hard in on... Um, it's got to be Europe this Champions year. Champions League this year. I kind of feel like the two teams would have rather have won what the other won last year. I feel like, <laughs> Maybe, I feel like yeah. Liverpool would much rather win the Premier League because they haven't. And I feel like Pep would want to win the Champions League, and, and because City hasn't, his overlords would want him to. So, sure, I feel like they both might be. I mean, I think they're both going to be largely in on both. But at the end of the day, I think they'd rather win the other thing next year. So, so I, I, I think I think United takes a step back. Go figure. Yeah, they're, they're interesting. I, I I can't get a good read on on United, but. Our, our, I, well, I, I feel like Arsenal is sitting right now in fourth. I mean, I still think Spurs are better, but not by as much as it used well, to be. What, and it's kind of painful to say that, but... My my comment about whatever team that is... San Antonio? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Is, I assume the purchase of um, Lo Celso... Uh, today is a precursor to Ericsson leaving. I, I assume he's moving somewhere in Europe right. in the next couple of weeks. And I don't okay. think Without, that's an upgrade. Yeah, Ericsson's exactly. awesome. I, I, I was going to say, I think that's actually a step down for them. Yeah. I mean, let's also maybe, maybe he has, maybe, maybe he reaches Ericsson's level in a couple of years, but for the time being, no, he, he's, he's, he's not as good or else he'd be the one possibly going to Real Madrid. Um, so in, in that regard, uh, Indomale, I, I think does, um, I think it does probably improve some of their, uh, like base of midfield, mm-hmm. uh, which should help them hold the ball a little bit more. But if they lose Ericsson, they've still got to have a playmaker. And I mean, I, I, I guess I will give them some credit in that I, I've been kind of impressed over the last few years that like they always seem to have somebody who hits it hits that like their good season. So one time it's Harry Kane, one time it's Dele Ali, one time it's Son, one time it's Ericsson. Um, I felt like, but I felt but, like but Erickson, they, they I felt like Ericsson was Ericsson's been consistently. I agree. Maybe yeah. not <laughs> been consistently there. Maybe not. He had the one. I mean, one spectacular year, but he's had. A lot of really, really good ones. He's also weirdly the one player I don't hate. Yeah, on that team, yeah. I, 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 I feel I, like yeah. no, I, I would totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I think the other three are douches. Totally. For sure. Um. Uh. And it, I didn't hate Son until sometime last year. The diving. I can't re- it, it was the diving, and there was a goal celebration. I don't. I can't even remember what game it was. Um. Because it wasn't against us, it was just a, a game I happened to see them playing and some goal celebration of his, and I was like, "Oh, that's such a douche move!" And I, I don't even remember what it was anymore. I just remember I was like, "Oh, done." <laughs> but yeah, it's, that and and the diving, I was like, "Oh, I can't deal with you." Yeah, I, I don't um, think that they are better. I, I think that they're fine. They're still going to be very good, and I, I, you know, 
I just don't my, think that they're better, especially if Erickson leaves. My feeling is, if we hadn't screwed up April, we would have probably finished above them anyway. Yep. And that was with the team we had this past season. We should be much better this year. Now, granted, we could see several of our starters go down an injury like happened last I, year. I feel like... Suddenly the team that had promise becomes... Maybe we can pull off fourth. Um, but... You know, if something like that doesn't happen, I, I I think we are probably much better positioned now to finish above them. All right, um, so, I'd be very happy with third. So let's let's walk through it. I mean, who who wins? Because everybody, every other podcast right now, you know, is going to be doing a Premier League prediction. So yeah, why don't four. why don't well, we also we, have to talk about the last of the top six teams that you haven't mentioned that has a major major new addition that uh, would be of interest to our listeners Chelsea oh <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that we'll yeah you know what let's let's finish we'll, we'll, let's transition to that and then we'll come back to our predictions that's a yeah. thanks, I appreciate that one Christian Pulisic who what he trans he was transferred in January but on loan back to Dortmund right. the rest of the season now he officially goes to Chelsea and because Chelsea can't sign anybody this summer he inherits a starting position yeah, so Chelsea is clearly, and I hate to say this as a Pulisic fan, but I love to say this as an Arsenal fan, Chelsea is clearly not improved because they lost one of the best no. players in the world yeah. and they got a very, what I think is going to have a fantastic career in, in Pulisic, but he's not Eden Hazard. And I, I, I think everybody understands that. And, and maybe one day, maybe one day we'll look back and say, he did an amazing job, and he was that good. But I don't want to put that kind of I don't want to put that on him. I don't think he's there. And, and, and I mean, but, but in perspective, you could say Pulisic could be Ozil, and he's still not Eden Hazard. I mean, <laughs> you know, you could go have a, a phenomenal career, and you're he does still, shoot at not, goal. So I don't know if he's Ozil, but but um, I mean, you're just Eden Hazard. What top yeah. five in the world? Three in the world? I mean, really. I think it was beyond argument top ten for sure, and it's it's higher than that. But yeah, it's yeah. It, I don't want to go through it right now, but no, yes, he's awesome, and say, he's gone. Top two, because I, I know my top two. Who's my number three right now? I don't know. <laughs> right, but my point being, but, is, yeah. I think you get. I think you get to the top five. Hazard's going to be in that in those next few. Where yeah, and Pulisic could go on have a fine career. Be I to be like Ozil. But Ozil's not Eden Hazard either. I mean, it just never and never has been. I mean, it, so no, you're replacing somebody who can't be replaced. It's it's yeah, like, it's a it's not it's an upgrade. It's replacing he's a great signing. I think I see not just for the marketability. I think he's going to be fantastic, but he's not that good. So I mean, we'll we'll see what he looks like. I would assume since he's started every game of um, uh, of preseason. That he's going to be starting on Sunday when they play. Uh, United. Yeah, so I would we'll, think. We'll see. We'll see what he looks like. Should also um, point out that Chelsea lost a uh, center back during the madness today. Very true. Very true. true. So I, I don't think that Chelsea is right now with with how bad the you know you had your top two last year and then you had your your other four with how bad everybody was. I don't think that. You know, it it, we're, it it felt like for a while that nobody wanted to finish in the top four. So I don't think that it's crazy to think that, one, that Arsenal might finish third. I, I still think third and fourth will be Tottenham and Arsenal. I, I 
I'm going for the correct order, but it could be the other way. I kind of feel like Man United might finish seventh. Is it, I mean, I, for lack and of Everton better, might finish be... sixth. Who's that? Who's I... Who'd you say, Chris? Wolves or Everton could finish sixth. I, I kind of feel like I one guess. of the top six might not finish in the top six. I I think I think that's I think that's fair. I when I was thinking about who I would choose for like my top four, uh, I had City and Liverpool at the top, of course, because I I don't think there's any way um, that that can't happen. Uh, I went a little hopeful and had Arsenal at three. Fourth, I had. Um, I, I will guess I will say that team from um, that other team from North London. Uh, if Erickson stays, if he leaves, I have Wolves going. Because those sons of bitches <laughs> made some real signings this summer. Yes, they did. I don't like them, but damn, they're going to have an impressive team, I would say. Yeah, and they were good last year. And, they were knocking they on were, the door last year. They were pain year. in the ass last year, yeah. So... And the one we keep throwing around, and we keep, you said seventh, Pat, or is that you, Chris? United. But if United finished third, would you be completely shocked? Yes. I just don't see it happening. I don't necessarily, I don't, I guess I'm at a whole lot. Again, Leicester won the Premier League, so anything could happen, but I I just don't see it right now. The the one thing I was going to say as I thought about them too was, I still wouldn't put it past them splashing cash come January when they right. need something and, and they'll just well, buy whatever. I guess I was going to still say, um, they still, they still have all, after all, okay, they, they got rid of Lukaku left, but they still have Paul Pogba. I don't they know aren't. if they will by the end of the European window. That, that's Maybe the not, weird but, thing. I, I don't think they can let Pogba go now, but the guys already said, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So it's like, how can you keep them? Can, but now, I mean, it, now, it's why, now my question it's why is, I think Spurs are getting rid of Erickson is the guy's pretty much said, I don't want to be here anymore. So my question is, okay, so, and I don't know if you guys would know the answer. So the the Premier League window is closed. Yeah. So let's just say it's a Pogba-Neymar swap, just for argument's sake, because that's about really, real, something like that. Well, it if can't you be. Had, you could send you could send Pogba out, but you can't bring Neymar in. Could you bring yeah. Neymar? Would it would it be like what um happened with uh what's his name when he went to PSG? Is he goes on loan for the like Neymar goes on loan to United for the year after Pogba? You can't even bring in a loan signing. It, it's yeah, it, everything is. It has to happen in the January window. Now. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought January. you could still do a loan signing alone. No, um, it, it's done. No. So. Um, you could like, and there will be there. There will be, you know, Erickson or or maybe Pogba. Or, uh, hopefully, Scourgeon Mustafi gets sold, <laughs> but you can't bring in anybody else. So now, whether it be now, by what, sale what or loan. Realistic, what do you realistically think Mustafi's going to get? A couple of pack of cigarettes, maybe a six pack All of right. beer. The way Raul's been moving, I think he'll get some money for him, and I can't. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I honestly, I, I put my faith in this dude now, and and. I think he will get some money for him. So I. All right. So, all right. So the thing that pisses me off with him, and I'll say this though, and this could be a whole topic for a show, but I kind of feel like 
he's he was a pretty decent defender who he makes comically bad mistakes when he makes them and so it's very obvious to the fans who you know he's waving his arms well, and screaming I, I kind of feel like we mentally ruined him maybe and I, I I don't think it's a good thing to boo your own players unless your own players are doing something outside of the scope of, of the game if, if if you know if you're booing a player for not giving maximum effort or, you know, throwing things back at the fans or any, anything like that. That's one thing, but, but I never got the sense that I think that Mustafi got labeled as, as a shit player because he does make comically bad mistakes. And on top of that, he's always seems to be blaming somebody else for well, his problem. I, I think it pissed people off, but he's always got his hands up or like you know, yeah. throwing them out. Like, why did you do this? And it's like, but who's here for you to be yelling at, but yourself. Yeah, it's and the hands are up before the goal even goes in half the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also I I feel like I think some of it goes back to even when he was purchased that like we could have had him two months earlier for probably twenty five. That's right. And then we screwed up and had to pay another ten because we dicked around. And so then then it was then it was people were looking at um, God who went for like thirty that that summer. I can't remember. It was like a major defender, and I, I, I right. can't uh, remember let's... who it was. I, I just remember we paid more and got less, and so I think people have always looked down at it. I used to feel like the problem with him was more that he's a number two center back, and we've had to play him as a number one because Koscielny went down, and we had um, uh, Gabrielle who like just wanted to, I don't know, get in fights or something. Um, or we had Per Mertesacker, who at that point was like watching your grandfather try to run somewhere with in a walker. Um, so I felt like he wasn't as bad as we were as we were making him out to be because the situation wasn't right for him. Like I, to to talk about uh, um, another sport, I often say like the the problem the Brewers have. Uh, in pitching is that they're in a division with the Cardinals and the Cubs who will both have better starting pitchers. And the problem becomes that if you don't have a great number one, you're not going to beat their number one. And so if you're starting a number two pitcher in your number one position, you're going to lose that game. And then you got your number three playing a number two and it just goes down the line. I kind of feel like that was sort of where Mustafi got. I, I don't know. You could say that, mishandled. but with the amount of money we've spent on him, I think it was expected that he would be a number yeah. one central defender. He's yeah. a world champion and had a successful career in the Bundesliga. At least that's what we were told at the time. And I, I feel like, I feel like we mentally broke him. I feel like, the, it, like the fans pushed him over the edge and I, made him worse. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say because it's a, it's a damn conspiracy and it's all Chris's fault. It's the refs. It really probably is. No, it's really no. It's Chris. It is just simply Chris's fault. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. And um, so let let's come back. Let's come back full circle here. Top four. Who wins? Who wins the Premier League? Or, let's go top six. Who sneaks into the Euro into Europa? Uh. <clears throat> well, you you know you know my. Five basically. Well, start, uh, let's let's start at six. We're gonna go all the way through. Start. Give me six. 
Or do you want to start at one and go down? You got to start at one. Our brains All don't right. work that way. It's it's one o'clock yeah, at yeah. night. All right. So number who's who wins? You know, I had city listed before, but I do agree with Pat's uh, comment before about uh, each team kind of wanting what the other one won last summer. So I could see Liverpool taking the title and City going all in on um, uh, on, on uh, Champions League. So uh, I'll, I'm going to switch mine and say Liverpool number one. All as right. much as I hate that one, too. I know. All right. Well, Chris, you hate everything. I mean, everybody hates Chris. Chris <laughs> hates everything. Works out well that way. Pat, what do you think? Uh, I... I... I mean, yeah, I mean, I said that, so it does feel like something I might predict, but I don't think that's the way it's actually going to end up. I think City will win it. And I, I say that because it, I saw something today that, that um, Liverpool's expected points were somewhere around 83 or 84 last season, and they ended up getting, what, 97? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that might come back down to earth. They're going to come and, down to return yeah. to the medium. And, and City is just it's a different it's a different animal at this point sure. and so I, I i think city wins i think uh liverpool finishes second i'll i'm gonna be optimistic and say arsenal finishes third i'll say spurs fourth wolves fifth and chelsea sixth all right Everton Chris, seventh I'm, pre- I'm pretty much the same. I mean, I, I, I said before, I got uh, Wolves or Spurs, depending on what happens with Erickson in fourth. Um, so Those sons of the, bitches. I, exactly. I just did the uh, opposite of that for fifth. So whichever one, however that goes. And then I got Chelsea behind them, assuming, well, taking teams at where they are right now. Because um, I, I will say... United's never seen an instance where they wouldn't spend five pounds on something they could buy for one pound. So they'll they'll jump all in on a January transfer window if they need to. Um, so if if they're in real trouble, they'll probably just go buy, pay through the nose for whatever the hell is available, and maybe they'll maybe they'll. Uh, um, uh, snag Chelsea's spot there at six. Otherwise, yeah, I see them. They're All right. a mess. They're a mess. I mean, Ole's at the you, wheel. Yeah, you should get, let, they should have let Jesus take the wheel. You you let Lukaku go, um, but you didn't really replace him. And you didn't really replace him. You've got Pogba, who should be awesome but you've managed to kind of make him not and then on top of it he doesn't want to be there like that never works out well <laughs> well, I wish we went with Chelsea him. that we have no idea what Frank Lampard's going to do as manager so there's, got, there's yeah. that incredibly low amount of experience for, to be doing this but I also think he's a pretty smart dude and will I think he'll actually do okay but I thought Ole might do okay too so what the hell do I know not a whole lot, but uh, That's true. because you're, because you're on with uh, with both of us, so there's that. Um, I think city, I think city just city, like you said, or I think one of you said that Liverpool is going to revert back to more towards the mean. City's mean is still top of the league, and they're going to stay there. I I think 
depth, they're still going to win that. Actually, I think they get the. I think they win Europe too. I actually think this is the year they do both. Um, which really pains me to say because I really hate City Football Group with a passion because um, they're just shit bags all the way around. And I, I think I tend to agree Liverpool's, with you. I, I don't see who you would pick over over them right now. I, I think really Liverpool's, don't to win Europe. Yeah, no, I think Liverpool's second. I think um, and, I, and see, you guys keep saying that Ole at the wheel, Man United crashes. I think Man United, Man United gets third. Oh, Jesus. And You're I and I, I feel like. I, 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 somebody, I gotta be different than you guys somewhere. And I just feel like he's getting the players that work in his system. Maybe. And I, I just somehow that I just feel like that's the case because if Erickson leaves Spurs, Spurs isn't there. I think Arsenal's fourth. I think, I think Spurs are fifth. And I think, I think Chelsea is sixth with Lampard. So that, that's my, and my predictions are about as bad as they get. I, I don't know nearly half of what you guys do with the Premier League. So it's just it's a shot in the dark. So that I just all said, love it. I love it, and I'm glad it's back. And I'm so I, I just it, it's it, back. It, and what the championship started last week. The lower leagues are starting. I, I, there, there I is. Can't, I can't we're back believe, to yeah. soccer. We're back to soccer on all damn day, which our our families probably hate us for it. And <laughs> but I want to kind of okay. Now that we've kind of touched the Premier League, let's go to the championship and Darby and. One Wayne Rooney. We didn't Jeez, touch. I on thought that. you were going to have you make championship predictions, but we're oh, just God, talking about I, Rooney. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even tell you the teams in the championship. No, I, I mean it's it. Either the hookers were so good in DC that Colleen wanted to move back, or you know something else happened. But obviously, or the Colleen's are so good at <laughs> Darby County. That, yeah, obviously Colleen wanted to 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 get back to uh, England, and and so Wayne obliged, and so he's going to be a. You know, it's funny to me that like Vinny Company is going to be a player manager, and it like makes complete sense. And then you say Wayne Rooney is going to be one, and it's like, okay, what? yeah. <laughs> and I like Wayne Rooney, but I, I I find him as you know, he's one of the most entertaining players I've ever seen. But I, I just don't see him as a I, like a coach type figure. But whatever. Yeah, I but we, I guess we know who wears the pants in that family. Yeah, it. She's like, she shut that shit down. Apparently she didn't like DC. Yeah. Nobody's perfect, I guess. So there's that. You know who does like DC is Mesut Ozil. I you keep hearing that. <laughs> you know what it was? Did you read the Athletic? No, I did not. Pablo I, I, had a, a good piece on it. It's his people are coming over because Mesut Ozil's opening a coffee shop at Audi Field. He's got a a brand, like a coffee shop business, sure. and he's opening a a location at Audi Field and that is what the meeting was about. That's why she's described to the athletic. Good so stuff. he's not going I, I I didn't quite think he was ready for MLS yet. He hasn't gotten to that. I don't think MLS can pay like if we're saying that, you know, Zlatan's the highest paid payer in the league, Mesodozo makes three times that. So I and he's still under contract, so I don't Unless Arsenal's going to pay a lot of that for him to go away. Zlatan, Zlatan's the highest play, paid player in the league this year? I think he's, yeah, it's like 7.1. And I Michael Bradley's was... still second. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I lose track of all that. I mean, uh, Galaxy just picks, picked up somebody today. I guess that Barcelona wanted. Uh, was it Varane, I think his name yeah, was? Yeah, we're, we're beating, we're, MLS is beating players that Barcelona wants. So. Yeah. Um, it's, it's top league in the world. Yeah. <sighs> Well, 
All right, so we're gonna go back to some fun. We're gonna go back to some fun, entertaining things as we kind of get close. Holy the shit! End. There's more. There is. <laughs> we're gonna go to. We're gonna because we're not gonna talk about the U.S. men. We are gonna talk about U.S. soccer, and that they hired a lobbying firm. Oh, oh yeah. yes. This is you part know, of the reason, like, I'm so burnt out with this shit. But yeah. You know, and, and I, 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 get I, I hiring it. a lobbying I, firm is not a strange thing to do if you have a bill cycling through Congress that could potentially affect you financially. However, putting yourself in a position where you have this happening in the first place rather than getting a deal done is, from a public relations standpoint, incredibly stupid. So I, I don't think that hiring a lobbyist in and of itself is an issue. I do think that if you're a nonprofit operating as a for-profit and you you know, I, I like we've said before, the women are making kind of a disingenuous argument because a lot of the women did make more than the men in the last year or two. It's just that the FIFA bonus is ridiculously low for the women compared to the men. And I think the women are just saying, without saying it publicly, they want U.S. soccer to cough up more money to kind of make up for the fact that the FIFA bonus is shit for the women compared to the men. But Obviously, there the are same, revenue but issues at the there. Same but, time, but at the same time, I hate to say it. When U.S. soccer was sitting on a hundred million dollar war chest, you know what? They aren't wrong necessarily. Although, why didn't they just take care of this? Yeah, I if know. you can take care of Jurgen Klinsmann going away, right? I, the amount of money they're paying Jurgen Klinsmann to not coach would probably end this lawsuit. Yeah, true. Think I, of that. It, well, it would end it, and you'd have you'd have great PR, and you wouldn't have to deal with the pay them pay them fairly crap. You could just do that. You could give them a bonus that would make them all happy and and keep look, things moving forward. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I, I want to get Chris riled up here because I feel like this he's gonna be the target on this one. So right now, U.S. Soccer does a lot subsidizes the NWSL to quite a heavy degree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To the point so, where even yeah, like when when Rory Dames was talking about the other day. The, the players from the Red Stars having to get pulled away for national team duty. He's like, these are U.S. soccer players. And I, I hadn't ever heard it phrased that way. But yes, the, the top players on, the, on these teams are primarily U.S. soccer players. That's who pays them. So it's, it's but, a different animal than the men. For but sure. I was good, and my, my point was going to be, so you want to pay them the same as the men. So let's just take all that money out of the NWSL and just pay... Whatever you're paying the men, base exactly. Yeah, that's not what they want. It would fold. That's absolutely not what they want, and that's why they never get specific publicly with what they want. Because I isn't there? I mean, don't they pay like the women and the women get health health care things yeah. like that through the, US yeah, that's a different they, thing. They get, Where the men is literally yeah. just pay. You, it's a game check. It's a game check. Yeah. Like, per diem and and yeah, it's it's a different animal, and so that's why it's it's hard to. And I, it, I think that Bo Dure, is that how you say his name on Twitter, has done a yes. really, really great job with figuring out. He, he poured through the 990s and sort of figured out, here's where they're both at. And, and yeah, the, you know, the, the high-end, your Alex Morgans are making more than your Christian Polistics, but they appear in a lot more games, and there's a lot of other factors going into that. But um, And it, that's in part because U.S. soccer pays their, their club salary. It subsidizes their club salary. But... I don't, obviously, I don't think the women want that because that would 
potentially kill their league right now in in a time when it's actually growing and, and, and becoming more popular. But I think that it pisses them off that they won the World Cup and the men got a bigger bonus in 2014 for going out after four games than than we did than they did for winning the World Cup this year. So, but and I, again, as you but is that U.S. Soccer's fault? No, that FIFA that FIFA yeah, is it kind of is I, but, a bunch of show but it kind of is if shit. U.S. Soccer's sitting on a ton of money and and paying Jurgen Klinsmann a ton and and they paid Bruce Arena a million bucks to fail and it you know. Honestly, Jill Ellis is the one who should be the most angry, but that's a that's a related but different argument. No, and and that's that sounds like that's a whole other show as to what where Jill Ellis should go next and so on and so forth. Again, I keep I keep coming back to when they get rid of Ponovich, Jill Ellis at this point. <laughs> I would I, do it. I would like. I, I would too. I would if do it just for, to see if it, Yeah. I keep going back to um, the coach of France, but because she coached meant she coached uh, Claremont Foot in the French second league, but. Jill Ellis, you might as well. At this point, you might Let's as seriously well. seriously do it, just to see, yeah. You, you might as well. And, you know, as much criticism as she got for mismanaging games as going into a shell too early, she seemed to push the right buttons all the way through, which I thought they won in spite of her four years ago. I think this time they won because of her. Did they go into shell too early sometimes? Yeah. But she seemed to have the lineup set where to get them through each game with the best possible outcome in mind. And... If you're going to get is that the NWSL diehards um, think that Lindsay Horan is perhaps the best player in the world, and she didn't feature a whole lot in this tournament. And so they were, they, they were, and I, I didn't, I watched the final last year in the semifinal, and she is very good. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I'm not the expert to make that argument. I, I could tell she was very good, but obviously it's hard to say that Jill didn't get it right, but. But in that one case, it just seemed like I didn't understand why she wasn't playing more. But she won the World Cup, so it's hard to argue. She's won two. I mean, yeah, in a row. They, whatever, she's won they haven't two lost a World right. Cup game since 2011. So. And what and what do they – is it the uh, their next – one of their next ones coming up against – in Philadelphia, they've already sold 40,000 going yeah. into that game. They're going to they're gonna break the record for women or what, something. I don't know about the non-World Cup game or for a friendly and – so the bottom line is, if, without getting into the nitty-gritty of the argument, obviously they're paid very different, just pay them something and make them happy and make the stupid PR nightmare go away and quit spending money on lobbyists and lawsuits and lawyers and crap like that. You're a nonprofit, and they just won the World Cup for the second time in a row. Figure it out. Whether that's you not- think it's fair or not. And I think that's what the statement from the men's team basically said. Just do it. And, and Deadspin will forget that there was a men's team statement and in three months they'll post some hit piece about how the men oh, are evil. Yeah. But yeah, well, um, there's that. But uh, yeah, just just what are you doing? Get it done and and, and move on. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a bonus, it doesn't even have to be contractual. Just make it a bonus. Damn it, Pat! You're making. There are lots set. of ways they could do this. I'm still waiting to hear what 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 was the part that was supposed to rile me up. I don't remember. I lost I lost sight of it. <laughs> We're recording this late at night. Like, it's too late to get riled up at this it, point. It, it kind of waiting. is. I'm like, what am I supposed to get riled up about? Well, you've been quiet for quite a long period of time, Chris. Which is well, very... I, was, I was sitting there like waiting, like, what am I supposed to be responding to? <laughs> like, what what is? The, I think it was a lobbyist. Thing that's I, gonna I, rile... 
I fully expected you to have a strong opinion on the lobbyist, and it turns out Pat did, so he kind of covered oh, I, it. For I, I, I agree with him there. Like, it, it's a stupid PR move. Uh, it, it's, it's just another, it's another poor step by U.S. soccer. I mean, they clearly don't know what they're doing, and, and yet we just keep putting the well, same people in power. Well, I was going to say, the players are the ones that kind of selected Cordero... Yeah, I was just gonna say too. I was gonna say the they, they got some buyers responsible for this. So. They got some buyers remorse about now. From what Grant Wall said, they generally like him. It's it's just a, I don't know. It, you're, you're getting into contract nego- you know, like yeah. union negotiations, and those are always those are pie fights. They're ugly. They they they're messy, and at the end of the day, they get done, and this will eventually get resolved in some capacity. And Congress will still hold hearings because Congress can't help themselves. You know, there's really nothing that they like better than a good hearing. Like, I mean, look, the 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 women are 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 manipulating the numbers to to try to get something here. Uh, and, and I understand U.S. Soccer being upset about that, and and you know maybe wanting to respond to it, and and maybe even wanting to hold a hard line so that this doesn't happen again in four years or whenever the, the next, um, you know, collective bargaining agreement runs up. But, um, other than like the, the statement they released about the, the salaries and how they're paid, uh, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was now, that was a, that was a good statement. Now, clearly they also manipulated some of the numbers there. I mean, they, they also, uh, kind of cherry pick things to, to make their argument. But like that was, that was a, a good response. That was, that was, I guess you could call it a fair response that that was kind of a reasonable way of handling it. This thing of like, Oh, we hired lobbyists and like they just keep doing things that draw attention to themselves in a negative way. You know, you know what would solve, you know, what would solve all this, you know, what solve all these problems paying them reasonably and then the men actually winning something so the that people have something actually to talk about other than the dumb shit they're doing well you know if if the men weren't in such a, a hole right now it would end some of the uh like social media statements about like oh the women are so much better than the men the men shouldn't get paid at all or whatever like this thing that like on social media where it's a men versus women thing. That's, that's should um, always piss me off. Cause it's, you know, yeah. it, it, that it's on, it's not necessary and it's not effective and it, it's just, it's, that's just stupid. Well, and it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's like the, um, it's like the argument about how, uh, you know, we'd be better if, um, we didn't have so many sports to choose from in this country. And like, it's just such an uninformed, uh, ignorant statement. Mm -hmm. And because it's so easy to do and because it, you know, it, it seems if you like, if you don't know any better, it seems like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. What if Tom Brady, well, Tom Brady played a sport where they practiced two or two and a half months a year and then took the rest of it off. If you do that in soccer, you fail. Yeah. So, because the rest of the world doesn't, and, and, and if you don't see that practicing on an American type sports schedule isn't hurting us globally, and, and if you have to treat it like the year-round sport that it is in the rest of the world, then you know it's we we don't know how well the other countries would do at 
most other sports because they don't play most other sports. Basketball well, is is an exception there, I mean, obviously, they, and they they play tons of other sports. They just aren't they they don't necessarily play sports that are popular with America. Right, exactly. So they yes, aren't recognized. Exactly. That's what I, then. That's what I meant by that. Yeah, it, it's like that. That's the thing. In most of these countries, there are just as many sports as there are here, with a smaller population. You know, they just they. Sure, soccer may be number one, but there are tons of other things to choose from, too. They just, they're not playing football or baseball, so it's like, you know, it's not, unless it's Japan or uh, the Caribbean or something, where, like, they're playing baseball, you know, we we recognize basketball a little bit, uh, maybe in Europe, but, you know, for most of the world, like, we, we just, we don't know what they play besides soccer. So, um, people, anyway, that, now this is totally off on a tangent, but yeah, it's, it's just an uninformed, uh, an uninformed argument that that's easy to make. So people go with it. But anytime I hear someone say things like that, I, I already like, oh, the women are better than the men. The men shouldn't get paid at all or whatever. Cause the women have won a world cup. What are the men done? It, it's just such a, an uninformed statement that it's like, I already know there's no point in, in having a conversation with you about I, this because you don't know what you're talking about. I, I feel like there's a quick, simple fix to this to start. Make your account, your travel accommodations the same for both. Oh, and your yeah, per diems, that, yes. And your per yeah, diems. Get that the, have been a get very the, simple one. Yeah, that, it's, that, that, is they, it li- they haven't done that. Is, it's lipstick. It's ridiculous it's, to me. It's lipstick on a pig. I get it, but it's still it's that it it, it is something. Well, it's the it, lowest of low hanging fruit. Like it's correct. not going to cost you that much more. You could yeah. have a sponsor pay for it, basically. Like it, it's probably yeah. It, it it's ridiculous that it wasn't get Hilton hotels to pay for the hotels. I mean, get get an airline get Alaska Airlines to pay for their airfare and put them in business coach or something like that. I mean, this isn't hard. And there are far fewer far flights for the women. Yeah. You're not bringing yeah. them in from Europe and South America or whatever. You're, you're bringing them in from, from Orlando. From Orlando and Port. So yeah. it's, and, and most of the games you're playing are in America. In the continental US. This isn't that hard. All right. And seeing, seeing we've kind of gone full circle on the women, did you guys catch this? And I, I want to just kind of. That the women's, what is it, the the Super League, the basically the English Premier League women, all are online, all are free this year. So when you need more soccer to watch, huh. there's more soccer to watch this year. I don't know. In Arsenal, I guess, aren't they pretty good for women? Danielle Van de Donk. There you go. <laughs> and Heather O'Reilly played for Arsenal, too. All right. So let's get this. We're, at, we're now we're in 25. Let's get it in under 90 minutes. So, Chris, we're going to get a final thought from you for tonight. Uh, come on, Arsenal. You're done. <laughs> Pat, you got anything? That's the same. It's I am so excited the Premier League is back, and, and all the other leagues are going to follow. Oh, and I'm going to see Barcelona on Saturday. Just won't have Messi because he's hurt. So I'm very excited about soccer right now. Not as excited about the U.S., but I'm really excited about the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, come on, Arsenal. Yeah, uh, I, I, I guess that is one thing I could have noted. Uh 
I really don't like the idea of the U.S. playing Mexico again in a month. It just seems like such a cheap cash grab. I'm not even gonna watch. I don't. It's. I'll be. I'll be. Uh, I think on my way to Jamaica at the time. So. When is that game, Chris? What's the date? I think it's ballpark. The fifth. I think it's the fifth. I'll be. I'll I, probably. Be, I think I'm at Port McCoy that weekend. It might be the sixth. I'll so be at Port- in that case. I'll be in Jamaica, but. Um, I yeah, I'll be, at, I'll be at Fort McCoy. I, yeah, I got better things to do. So I guess my thought is for to finish this week's show is going to be Red Stars win the NWSL this year. That's my, my wild and crazy prediction, and I'll watch as many games as I can between now and then. So, Chris, Pat, thanks for joining joining me on the Mini Bad Dad Soccer Pod. We're back. School year, Summer break is over. We're back in the full semester, and we'll hopefully have a show again next week. Everybody, thanks for listening. And we'll we'll try to do this again next week. Thanks, everybody. Mini Van Dad, Mini Van Dad, Mini Van Dad, Soccer Pod with TJ.